ज्ञानाजनाशलाखा चक्षुरुन्मीधीगुरवे नम श्रीचैतनोभीतूतले स्वयं वंदेहम श्रीगुरो श्रीजुतापतकमल श्रीगुरोजाथ सहगना रघुनाथाबीताधाद सहगना ललिता श्री विशाका हे कृष्ण करुणा सिंधु दीना बंधु जगतपते कोपेशा गोपिका कांता राधा कांत नमोस्तते ठप्त कंचना गौरांगी राधे वृंदाबनेश्वरी वृषभानु सुधे देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय वंशकूप्यक्षा सिंधुभ्य पति पावनीभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः चैतन्य प्रभु निनंदद्वैता गदाधार श्रीवासरी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे हरे हरि राम हरि राम 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 हरि हरि नमा ओम विष्णुपदाय कृष्ण पृष्ठाय भूतले श्रीमथे भक्ति वेदांड स्वामी नामिने नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी It is a dream come true for me to be with all of the assembled devotees in Nasik. For many, many years, I've been longing, yearning, and praying to come to be with you. um physically but somehow or other due to so many other responsibilities and whatever other reasons 
um, I have been in separation from you. Um, I'm so grateful that we could be together today. My very beloved friend, Shikshashtakam Prabhu, I'm so grateful to see you and to be with you after a long time. Um, years ago, we were inseparable. We traveled together. Um, we preached together. We did so many inconceivable things together. Um, but like um, little birds that learn to fly nicely, they leave the nest and they go and, and establish their own projects. And Shikshastakam Prabhu has, um, you know, he came to Nasik and how much over these years he's developed the project and inspired devotees. And whenever I hear my heart, my heart flies in the spiritual sky with joy. So Shikshastakam Prabhu, thank you so very, very much. I miss you and I am so grateful to see you. And to each and every one of you, to all the leaders of the Yatra in Nasik, and to all the brahmacharis and all the congregation, please know that in a, in a very personal way, my heart is, is grateful to you and prays, prays for your safety, your protection, and for, for Krishna Prema to to awaken in your hearts. And my prayer is that each of you can be empowered to help awaken Krishna Prema in each other's hearts and in the world. <clears throat> um, really, I just wanted to, to see you and I wanted to meet you. But since I'm here, it seems like you expect me to say something also. <laughs> so I'd like to speak something in relationship to Nasik. Um, in the Vedic literatures, Panchabati is a place that has been glorified as one of the holiest of holy places. The place of the origin of the Godavari River, where Gautam Rishi had his ashram. And the place where the Sangam, um, and one of the four places of Kumbha Mela, um, Panchavati is glorified in the Vedic literatures and intimately described in um, Sri Ramayan, where this particular pastime of Suparnaka um, attacking Sita. She wanted Ram without Sita. <laughs> she wanted to enjoy Ram's energy. Um, she wanted to enjoy Ram without offering respect and honor to who Ram loves. Sita 
represents devotees. Sri Radharani, in, in a, that sense, she's not different than Krishna, but she is in the role of a devotee. She's the um, ashraya vigraha. She's the abode of love, simply giving loving service for the pleasure of Krishna and Sita the same for Ram. So without bhakti, without devotion, um, in fact, Suparnaka wanted to cut Sita to pieces and enjoy Ram for herself. And in the instruction of Lord Ramchandra, Lakshman, he, he cut off her nose. Now, this story which took place at Tapavan, all of you are so much familiar with this place. Um, it was one of the last places Lord Chaitanya visited on his South Indian tour, according to Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. He personally came to Nasik to visit all these holy places, to bathe in these beautiful tirtas, and to induce the residents of Nasik um, to chant the holy names of Krishna and awaken love for Krishna in their hearts. And it was around from Nasik that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began his eastern journey back to Jagannath Puri. In Lord Chaitanya's pastime, there's an interesting story that um, parallels or is very similar to this concept of nasik or cutting of the nose. A few days ago, it was Ananta Chaturdasi, the disappearance day of Srila Haridas Thakur, a day when, especially in our Vaishnava calendar, the, the special time of the year when we remember, glorify, and pray for the mercy of Srila Haridas Thakur. So we read about Haridas Thakur, how when he was um, in that little hut chanting the holy names of Krishna, um, the local community leader, um, Ramchandra Khan, who was quite influential, um, powerful, wealthy. He was from a very high aristocratic background. And Haridas Thakur had nothing. He had absolutely no money. He just lived in a little thatched hut in the forest. Um, the only food is whatever people would bring him. Otherwise, he wasn't concerned. But he was constantly chanting the holy names of Sri Radharani and Sri Krishna. And even though Ramchandra Khan um, 
had everything a person could possibly want materially. And Haridas Thakur was nothing but a well-wisher to him. He never meant any harm to him. In no way did Haridas Thakur want to compete with him. He just wanted all good fortune to Ramchandrakan. But because Haridas was gaining popularity due to his loving Vaishnav qualities, Ramchandra Khan was envious. Um, there was perhaps not a single person in the world that was more of a well-wisher to Ramchandra Khan than Haridas Thakur. Sutradam Sarva Bhutanam, Brahmabhuta Prasanat Manasochati Nakangshati, Samasaraveshu Bhuteshu Madhbhaktim Labhate Param. One who is on the state of Brahman, or the spiritual platform, does not hanker or lament for any of the things gained or lost in this material world. And is the well-wisher of every living entity. Because such a person who is actually spiritually connected, ahambhijatratapita, sees everyone as a child of God. Mamaivamso jiva loke jiva bhutan sanatana sees every living being as a part of Krishna, as a soul, the jiva. So he was everyone's well-wisher. He, he, he loved, as, he lo as Haridas Thakur loved Krishna, he loved all living beings. So here is Ramchandra Khan. He had everything material. He had wealth. He had power. He had influence. He had beauty. He had strength. But he was so envious at Haridas because people liked Haridas so much. And Haridas Thakur, he did not aspire for any type of popularity. He didn't want to be famous. He just wanted to serve. And whatever was favorable for serving, he would accept it for the purpose of serving. So people were coming to him. And this, this envy in the heart of Ramchandra Khan was burning, burning hotter than all these forest fires that are devouring massive forests and cities. The envy, of a, the envy in the heart of a person could burn practically with the heat of the sun planet. And he was consumed by this envy. And he wanted to destroy Haridas Thakur. For what reason? No reason except envy. So you all know the story. He called all the prostitutes in his town and among them selected the most attractive, the most empowered and sent her to defy the character of Haridas Thakur. But eventually, just by her association with Thakur Haridas, who was so merciful, even though she was coming to destroy him, he was only thinking about her well-being. 
her intent was that he, his name would be destroyed forever. He would be captured, he would be imprisoned, he would be beaten, perhaps he would be killed. That was her intent. But his intent was, she's an eternal spirit soul, a part of Krishna. She's coming to me, let me forgive her and give her pure bhakti. And somehow or other, he tricked her to sit and listen to him chanting for three nights, all night. And eventually, she surrendered to Thakur Haridas, accepted initiation from him. And Haridas had her shave her head and give away all of what she earned through so many illicit um, means. And came to the hut with a simple white cloth that she wore and just depended on whatever food that came. And inspired by her guru, she chanted 300,000 names of Krishna every day. The power of that association. And Haridas Thakur told her, when I heard how Ramchandra Khan was so against me, I planned to leave that very day when I understood that. But I stayed three extra days only for the purpose of giving bhakti, pure devotional service to you. And then he left. And of course, Ramchandra Khan, he became even more disturbed by that. And eventually... Um, Lord Nityananda Prabhu came to his house and became very angry with his arrogance. And in due course of time, um, the magistrate came and completely defiled everything in Ramchandra Khan's home and plundered all of his wealth and put him in prison. He lost everything. And Haridas Thakur, he had nothing, but he was free because he had Krishna. And he came to a place called Chandpur. In Chandpur lived Balaram Acharya. Balaram Acharya was the priest. He was a very highly learned Brahmin. As, who served as the priest of Hiranya and Govardhan Majumadara. And this title is given to the treasurer of the emperor. Um, to have this facility of actually being the treasurer for an area would mean you would be fabulously wealthy. So much land they owned, and and they they taxed everybody, and a certain portion of that taxes they was meant for them, given by the king. So they were Govardhan and Hiranya. They were great devotees of the Lord. They were very pious, and at the same time extremely learned 
and wealthy and full of powers. So Balaramacharya was their teacher. He would do pujas for him, for them. And Balaramacharya was feeling so deeply blessed because Haridas Thakur was favorable to him and was giving him blessings. Um, so Balaramacharya and Yadunandan, the guru of this area, he, they, they arranged just what Haridas Thakur would like to live in, a simple thatched hut in the village. And every day, Balaramacharya would invite Haridas Thakur to have prasad in his home. In this way, Haridas Thakur was pleased to have the association of Balaramacharya, and Balaramacharya was so honored to have the association and so eager to serve Thakur Haridas. It was at this time that Hiranya and Govardhan, they would regularly visit Haridas Thakur and bring Govardhan's son, whose name was Raghunath. And according to Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, at that time, Raghunath Das Goswami was Balaka. Balaka. He was just a small child, still in his studies. This small child, seeing the character, feeling the compassion, and seeing the attachment to Krishna that Haridas Thakur had, Raghunath Das Goswami, his heart was transformed. He developed such a taste for bhakti just by seeing the taste that Haridas Thakur had for chanting the holy names. In fact, although Raghunath Das Goswami was the only heir of both the brothers, Hiranya and Govardhan, which made him a multi-multi-millionaire with beautiful properties and beautiful homes and every type of facility to enjoy. Raghunath saw in Haridas that although he just wore nothing but a loincloth and he had no fixed residence, he would stay in caves or in forests. And if somebody made a little thatched hut, he would stay there for some time and then travel on. And although Raghunath and his family were in such aristocracy of respect, and Thakur Haridas was from a family of, of malachas and yavanas, um, Wherever Haridas went, he was criticized. Wherever Haridas went, people tried to destroy him. But Raghunath wanted what Haridas had. Krishna Prema. Pure love for Krishna. 
And it was through this association of coming to serve Haridas Thakur every day and see him chanting and hear the glories of the holy names that Raghunath Das Goswami developed total attachment for Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It was in this association that Raghunath Das Goswami completely renounced anything except devotional service to Sri Krishna. Um, at this time, at Govardhan and Hiranya's house, there was discourses taking place every day. And um, so many learned scholars and Brahmins and gentlemen and ladies and the highest aristocracy, they would all gather at these very powerful landlords' home to discuss various topics from scriptures. And Balaramacharya invited Haridas, please come, let us go together. They came. And when they arrived in front of such an august assembly, the most prestigious people in all directions, Govardhan and Hiranya, as soon as Haridas came in, they stood up and they came to him and offered their dandavat pranams. They bowed down and, and, and took the dust of his lotus feet. With tearful submission and humility, they begged for his mercy. Um, and and so many of the, the Brahmins and learned scholars also did the same because they could see that although he may be coming from a different background, he loved Krishna, which is the essence of all knowledge. And at that time, Balaramacharya and Hiranya and Govardhan began to glorify Haridas Thakur. And one of the things they explained in his glorification is his total attachment to the chanting of the holy names. How he chants every day at least 300,000 names of Krishna. And at that time, when they were glorifying Haridas's attachment to the holy names, different people in the assembly um, who were great scholars of the scriptures, they were citing from the Shastras the glories of the holy names. And one particular great scholar said, simply by chanting the names of God, one can eradicate all one's sins. And then another person, he quoted from the Shastra, Simply by chanting the names of the Lord, one can attain mukti, liberation. And in this way, they were going on and on, glorifying the holy names of the Lord, and Haridas Thakur was quiet. Then he spoke. He said, actually, what you're speaking about is not the true result of chanting the names of Krishna. The true result of chanting the names of Krishna is not material prosperity, 
It is not the eradication of sins and suffering. It's not even liberation from the cycle of birth and death. The true result of chanting the names of Krishna is that it awakens from the very soul, Krishna Prema, ecstatic love for Krishna. And then Haridas Thakur began to cite from various scriptures how the holy name of Krishna, when, that, when it awakens that ecstatic love, the joy that one feels. In comparison, Haridas Thakur explains that compared to the vast, limitless ocean of joy that one experiences when one loves Krishna, liberation, the joy is the amount of water contained in the small hoofprint of a calf. And as Haridas was glorifying, he, he cited from the Shastra that just as when the sun rises, even before the sun is visible, everything is illuminated by light. And similarly, just by a glimpse of offenseless chanting of the holy names, one is liberated. And then when the sun rises, then we actually see the form of the Lord and engage in his eternal pastimes. And when he was speaking like this, um, there was a particular person who was in the assembly who became so disturbed. He was a very important person. He was the chief tax collector. Govardhan and Hiranya Majumadar, they were the treasurers. But this particular man named Gopal Chakravarti, he was the chief tax collector. He was the one who would actually go out and receive it. He had his assignment to collect 1,200,000 coins on a regular basis. And Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami describes Gopal Chakravarti. He was a Brahmin. He was very young. He was very wealthy, very influential, extremely intelligent. And it describes he was Paramasundar, Pandita, and Nutan Yovana. He was extremely handsome. Paramasundar Prabhupada translates as very handsome. <laughs> And he was a great, great scholar. He knew so many scriptures and so much logic and so much argument. And he was so beautiful and so, so youthful. But he was, he was so disturbed. He stood up and he shouted. He said, this person 
He's simply an emotional devotee. What does he know about liberation? A person will follow the path of jnana and yoga. A person will strive for millions and millions of births. And even then, it's very rare if he attains mukti liberation, the most treasured of all goals. And here is this emotional, sentimental devotee speaking this rubbish that just by a glimpse of the holy name of the Lord, one attains liberation. He's saying that liberation is just a byproduct of the goal of chanting the holy names of the Lord. Haridas Thakur, he, he was very patient. He said, my dear sir, I'm just repeating what the scriptures are saying. <laughs> the scriptures tell us that liberation is just a subordinate byproduct of ecstatic love for Krishna. And Haridas, he explained how Ajamil, Ajamil, he was chanting the name of his son. And still, because he chanted the name of the Lord offenselessly, even once, he got liberated from all his sins. This is the power of the holy name of the Lord. What to speak? If just by chanting Krishna's name one time offenselessly, one gets liberation, one gets eradication of all sins, when one sincerely chants the holy name without offense, with devotion, then one gets ecstatic love for Krishna. Kopal Chakravarti was so upset. He said, if what you're saying is not true, if one does not get liberation from a mere glimpse of the holy name of Krishna, then I will personally cut your nose off. Nasik. Everybody in the crowd was, was shuddering. They didn't know what to do, what to say. And Haridas Thakur smiled. He said, if what I'm saying is not true, if one does not get liberation, as a, if liberation is not a byproduct of ecstatic love for Krishna through chanting the holy names, then I will personally cut my own nose off. At this point, um, Everybody in the audience was so disturbed with Gopal Chakravarti. Um, it was in Hiranyan Govardhan Majumadar's house. Such an offense happened right in their own home. They stood up and everybody else stood up and they were so disturbed. They were, their hearts were broken. And Haridas Thakur, he 
stood there very peacefully. Govardhan and Hiranya, they immediately dismissed permanently Gopal Chakravarti from all of his services. They took everything away from him. They fired him. And at that point, um, they came to Haridas and they were bowing down and they felt so bad. And Thakur Haridas, as a Vaishnav, he said, no, no, please, it's not your fault. And it's not even Gopal Chakravarti's fault because he's habituated, he's accustomed to dry speculation and logic. So this is all he knows. This is, a, this is his conditioning. This is his habit. It's not his fault. And Haridas, he said, I, I'm, I'm just explaining what is the truth. But please do not feel sorry at all. And then that Haridas Thakur left. Um, three days later, Gopal Chakravarti contracted leprosy and his nose fell off. Nasik. Srila Prabhupada and Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, they describe how Haridas Thakur was so forgiving and so kind. He only wanted good for Gopal Chakravarti. He forgave him totally. He didn't take anything he said seriously. In fact, you know, he smiled when he was offended. But Krishna, Krishna took very seriously an offense to his devotee. And similar to when Suparnaka attacked Sita, the great devotee of Ram, um, the Lord had her nose cut off. And when Gopal Chakravarti attacked the devotee of the Lord, although the devotee forgave him, the Lord cut his nose off. And his hands, he had fingers and toes that were as beautiful as golden champak flowers they also melted away. And when people saw this, they were astonished. And Haridas Thakur felt very unhappy. He didn't want revenge. And in this particular section of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, um, Kaviraj Goswami and, and Srila Prabhupada describe so beautiful what is a Vaishnav and how Haridas Thakur personified the character of a true Vaishnav. And for this, the quotation is Shikshastakam. Trinarapi sunichena taror api sehishnuna. Amanina manadena kirataniya sadahadi. Srila Prabhupada describes that Lord Chaitanya taught 
this is the necessary essential qualification of a true Vaishnava. To be striving to be more humble than the grass, more tolerant than the tree, eager to offer all respect to everyone and to not expect or demand respect for oneself. In this mood, one could chant the holy names of the Lord constantly. Takur Haridas explained to all the people there that Gopal Chakravarti, because he was habituated to these external ideas of dharma and was missing the very saragrahi, the very essence, he couldn't understand. Haridas Thakur said, one cannot really understand the glories of the holy name just by speculation or argument or logic or even study. It's only possible when one receives the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The whole purpose the whole purpose of whatever we do, whatever our occupation, whatever our ashram or our varna, the success of our life is Krishna is pleased. Because only if Krishna is pleased does he reveal the truth of himself. Bahunam janmanamante gyanavamam papadyate vasudeva saravamiti samahatma sadurlabaha. Krishna himself tells us in Bhagavad Gita after many, many births and deaths of cultivating knowledge, when one finally comes to the platform of true knowledge, one surrenders to Vasudeva knowing Krishna to be the cause of all causes and all that is. It is only by bhakti, it is only by devotion and surrender, Krishna says, that I can be known as I am. The name of Krishna is non-different than Krishna. The name of Krishna is Krishna. Just as we cannot know Krishna by any other means but bhakti, we cannot understand Krishna as the holy name without bhakti. Because when Krishna reveals himself, then we know. Premanjana churita bhakti vilochanena. We can only understand Krishna, we can only feel Krishna, we can only see Krishna when Krishna reveals himself to us. And Krishna reciprocates. Reciprocates with our surrender. Sharanagati. Thakur Bhakti Vinod. He wrote this beautiful compilation of bhajans and poems 
that he entitled Sharanagati. The most wonderful literary songs that have the deepest, profoundest meaning that encapsulates the essence of all the scriptures of all time to come are within these beautiful songs where he's expressing the tattva and the bhava of surrender, of taking shelter of the Lord. Gajendra took shelter of the Lord in the most difficult situation and attained the highest perfection. Ajamil attained that perfection. Thakur Haridas was explaining in this way that it is not by our achievements, it is not by our knowledge, it is not by our fame or our influence over others that we can understand Krishna, that we can really get a taste for the chanting of his holy names. It's only when Krishna bestows his mercy upon us, when Sri Radharani, who is the very embodiment, the mother of all bhakti, who is bhakti, in the supreme personified form, it's only when she offers us from her heart to Krishna that we can understand Krishna. This is the science of devotion. So, Haridas Thakur, he explained all of these things. And he felt so sad that Gopal Chakravarti had to suffer so bad. But it was beyond his powers because although he forgave him, Krishna did not. And it was then that Gopal or Haridas Thakur, he, he left Chandapur and he went to a place called Shantipur. And there he was greeted by Sri Adwaitacharya. We have just explained a story from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita in Lord Goranga Mahaprabhu's Leela where there is an incident of the Lord cutting someone's nose off, just like in Nasik. <laughs> Someone who attacks the devotee um, can never please the Lord. Um, so when, when this happened to Haridas Thakur, it seems in, in the various stories, Wherever he went, he was, being, he was being discredited, he was being attacked, people, were, people hated him, people were envious of him, and yet he was always everyone's well-wisher. He always only wanted to, the good for everyone. Um, such a great devotee. This type of humility, this type of... this type of character of respecting others is, is the primal character that attracts Krishna to, to be pleased with us.
he went to Shantipur, and there he was greeted by Sri Adwaita Prabhu. Adwaita Charya was the leader of the Brahman community. And especially in those days, Shantipur was a place of a very highly respected, orthodox, strict Brahman community. And Adwaita, he was, he was avatar of Sadashiva, avatar of Mahavishnu. He was an avatar of the Supreme Lord. He was so learned. He was so kind. He was so gentle. He had such deep Vaishnav spirit that everybody accepted he's our leader. And here Adoita, when he saw Haridas Thakur, they embraced, they wept tears of joy to be meeting each other because they both recognized pure unalloyed devotion in each other's hearts. And seeing that Haridas had nothing and he was homeless, Adwaitacharya, to make Haridas comfortable, he constructed something like a cave for Haridas Thakur to live in, right on the banks of the holy river Ganga. And there Haridas would chant 300,000 names every day. And every single day, Adwaitacharya Prabhu would invite Haridas Thakur to honor Prasad in his house. And Haridas Thakur always considered himself an outcast. He never thought, I'm a great Vaishnav. How could, he's, he's tasting the sweetness of the holy name. He's feeling ecstatic love for Krishna and all sorts of ecstatic symptoms of tears and hair standing on end and limbs trembling are, are, are erupting in his body. And somebody as great as a doita is honoring him. But even with all that, Haridas always considered himself the most unqualified. And he, he wouldn't just say this superficially or artificially. He would say this from his heart. He was so much in this mood. And that's what a doita loved about him. He was truly a Vaishnav because to the degree we taste the sweetness of Krishna's names, to that degree we understand the greatness of Krishna. And then we understand whatever, whatever I can do, whatever I can know, it's, it's coming from Krishna and it's only a little spark. Whatever our opulence is, whatever our knowledge, whatever our attributes, whatever our abilities, whatever our fame, it's not even a single ray compared to the sun of Krishna's opulences. So the more we know Krishna, the more we become humble. The less we know Krishna, the more we need to try to prove ourselves to others. And we should understand in our own spiritual life that this is really this, the symptom of our spiritual progress that we should be looking for. And if we see these weeds of desire for profit, adoration, selfishness, 
when we see these weeds, we should understand that they're actually weeds. And then we really cultivate the true character of devotion. And when we feel helpless, Daivi He Shugunamai Mamamaya Duratya Mami Pamya Prabhajanti Maya Metatarantite, when we feel helpless by the powers of Maya, we take shelter of Krishna in the form of the deity, in the form of the Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita, in the form of the devotees, and in the form of the holy names. Krishna appears in so many ways to give us shelter. And we need to take shelter to humble ourselves so that we can, we can cultivate the true creeper of bhakti and not be consumed by the weeds of all these endless material distractions. Haridas he said to Adwaita Prabhu, that why are you showing me so much respect? I'm a, I'm a malecha, I'm a yavana. I'm coming from a sinful background. I'm very fallen. And you're such a great Brahmin. And I fear because the whole Brahmin community is seeing how every day you are offering me so much respect. I'm concerned that people are going to start criticizing you. Haridas wasn't concerned with himself. And Adwaitacharya, he said to Thakur Haridas, well, actually, in response to what Haridas said, Adwaita had the Shraddha ceremony at his home, where all the greatest of the Brahmins in the area were assembled. And he gave the highest honor by offering the Shraddha Patra to Haridas Thakur in front of everyone. And Adwaitacharya told um, Haridas Thakur, because you love Krishna, by giving this Shraddha to you, I am feeding tens of millions of Brahmins. Adwaitacharya was such a great devotee that he saw the condition of the people in this age of Kali. Adwaitacharya could see not only the people around him at the present time when he was manifested on this planet, but Adwaitacharya could see into the future of what Kali Yuga would be. In the Srimad Bhagavatam and other Vedic literatures, it describes how Kali Yuga unfolds and the type of degradation, the type of confusion, the type of sufferings that are inflict that people are inflicting upon each other the exploitation of the resources of Mother Earth and all of the various results of that. Adwaita, seeing every living being with equal vision, he was crying, 
crying for the pious people who are being subjected to the miseries of this world and crying for even the most sinful people and crying even for the animals and the insects. How to give them Krishna Prema? Only if Krishna personally comes to this world is that possible. So Sri Adwaita there in Shantipur, along with Haridas Thakur. After Haridas Thakur came to Shantipur, that's when Adwaita decided, I must bring Krishna. And he fasted. And he offered puja to his shalagram on the banks of the river Ganga, crying for Krishna to come pleading for Krishna to come, not for himself, but for all the sinful people of Kali Yuga in the present and future. And Haridas Thakur had the exact same sense of compassion. And in his little cave-like structure, he was chanting the names of the Lord 300,000 times every day with the crying compassionate plea that Krishna would come to this world to, to deliver the fallen souls. And Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami and, and Srila Prabhupada, they described to us that it was the combination of the loving prayers of compassion of Sri Adwaitacharya and Haridas Thakur. Together, they brought Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Krishna in the mood of Sri Radha to this world. And how interesting that is, that Lord Chaitanya came in that situation. Um, Adwaita is a great Brahman, and Haridas Thakur is, by social standards, an untouchable. But with love, with respect, they totally were unified in serving together to show compassion to all the souls of Kali Yuga. When Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared, he appeared during a lunar eclipse, which is generally considered to be very inauspicious. But um, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he took what apparently was the most inauspicious situation and made it the most auspicious. Because there's so many um, astrological and superstitious and, 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 and various ideologies about how inauspicious an eclipse is to protect themselves from the eclipse, people were chanting the holy names of Hadi, going to the Ganga, somehow or other trying to protect themselves. And it was at that time um, when Haridas Thakur and Adwaitacharya and Srivas Thakur, when they saw everybody out of fear chanting the names of Hari 
in this very dark and inauspicious time, they were, they were dancing in joy, saying, let this eclipse last forever. And it was at that time that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared. And in a similar way, Krishna was born in a prison cell in Mathura. Vasudev and Devaki, they were in lockdown, serious lockdown. They were in prison. They were not allowed to venture out of that prison year after year after year. And there was this, now we have a coronavirus. In those days, there was a Kamsa virus. Kamsa killed all the children, six children of Devaki right before her eyes. And Kamsa was murdering so many people. And um, the Yadus, um, many of them had to run and hide to escape the persecutions, the atrocities, the exploitations of Kamsa. In others, like Akrura, they had to, in such painful suffering, they had to somehow or other just pretend to be following Kamsa so that they wouldn't be, um, they wouldn't be persecuted. So it was a very difficult time. But it was in that situation, <clears throat> at the darkest time of the night, midnight, that Krishna appeared in the lockdown of Kamsa's prison. And um, Vasudev and Devaki, after surrendering their hearts to Krishna, because they never, no matter what happened, they never gave up faith. They never gave up their enthusiasm to serve, even in such a difficult situation. And Srila Prabhupada explains, Krishna consciousness is sometimes called the, the Vasudev platform. Because Vasudev appeared to Vasudev. And because of Vasudev's um, and Devaki's unrelenting devotion, even in the most difficult, restricted, and painful times. They were always taking shelter of Krishna, and they never gave up. And what could they do? They were so limited. You know, when Krishna appeared, Vasudev wanted to do something to celebrate, but he's in a prison cell. So in his mind, he was giving away thousands of cows, and he was giving away all kinds of grains and jewels. In his mind, he was giving away because he had nothing. And all of that was accepted by Krishna. So he was in a, the most difficult, restricted situation where there was nothing he could do except his bhava, his intent. And when we have that, that mood of taking shelter of the Lord, that faith in the word of the Lord, kontiyapratijani, then Krishna appears within our heart. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 
appeared in this world. He was living in Puri. And every day he would visit the Siddha Bakula, the residence that he personally arranged for Haridas Thakur. It's amazing. In Shantipur, Adwaitacharya made a little hut for Haridas. In Puri, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself arranged a little hut for Haridas. And Lord Chaitanya himself planted this Siddha, this Bakula tree for Haridas Thakur to have shade to chant the holy names every day. The reciprocation of the love between the Lord and his devotee. Um, every day, Haridas, he was so humble. He, he would never even go to the Gambira where Lord Chaitanya stayed because there was a temple there also. He always felt himself unqualified. And he never went into Jagannath's temple because he felt himself unqualified. But Lord Jagannath himself every day in the form of Mahaprabhu would come to visit Haridas every day and spend hours with him talking. Lord Chaitanya would personally bring Mahaprasad of Jagannath to Haridas each day. And one day, Lord Chaitanya revealed his heart to Haridas Thakur. He said, Haridas, I am feeling so unhappy in my heart because in this age of Kali people are so sinful and because of this they're so disconnected from Krishna and there's so much suffering and so much illusion this is causing so much pain to my heart This is the nature of Lord Chaitanya. Narutam Das Thakur has sung, Patita Pavana Hetu Tava Avatara Mosamo Patita Prabhu That Lord Chaitanya is the most merciful to the most fallen. And that mercy, Paradukha Dukhi, it is said a great devotee, a true devotee is Paradukha Dukhi. He's feeling the sufferings of others and he's happy to, to feel the happiness of others. And where is that coming from? Janmadya Salyata. It's coming from Krishna. That's the way Krishna is. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is feeling the sufferings of all living beings and feeling the happiness of all beings. So he's expressing his heart to Haridas Thakur that what can we do? What can be done? People are so sinful and they're so distracted in every way. This age of Kali is an ocean of faults. It's causing suffering to my heart. And Haridas was feeling the pain of the Lord's pain. 
And he said, because you have descended into this world to give mercy to the most fallen, and you have chanted the holy names yourself to deliver the most fallen, everyone at this time will be delivered by your chanting. And you're giving everyone the simplest, most powerful means of being delivered. And Lord Chaitanya, at that time, after hearing Haridas Thakur speak so many beautiful scriptural evidences about the glories and the powers of the Holy Name and giving so much appreciation of Lord Chaitanya's mercy, Lord Chaitanya was still in pain. When Haridas Thakur explained how the Lord gave so much mercy to deliver all the humanity, Lord Chaitanya said, what about the insects and the reptiles and the non-moving living beings, like the plants and the trees? How will they, they, how will they be delivered? And Haridas Thakur said, because of your intention, my Lord, they will all be delivered by your loud chanting of the holy names. And then Haridas Thakur, he glorified other Vaishnavas. He said, I have learned from Balabhadra Bhattacharya that when you went through the Jarikanda forest, even the snakes and the deer and the, and the tigers and the elephants and even the trees and the plants and the weeds, everyone was ecstatic in love of God by your power. I know your powers, my Lord. And Vasudev Dutt, he begged you for the benediction that all the beings of the universe would be liberated. And because of his devotion and his compassion, you promised him that you would liberate everybody in the universe. On the, on the power of Vasudev Datta's prayer, the whole of the universe is liberated. And he explained, just as um, everyone who is present now hearing your chanting will be liberated, but then the universe will again be filled up with living beings. And because of the path that you have given, everyone will have the opportunity to get Krishna Prema. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu thought, how is it that Haridas Thakur so perfectly understands my mind and my heart? And then Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu embraced Haridas Thakur with such deep affection. This Spirit of compassion is the greatest way to serve the Lord at this particular time in this material world. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu compared himself to a fruit seller. He said, I have these fruits of Krishna Prem, love for Krishna. And I want to give them out without considering who is fit or who is unfit. 
I want to give them out, not considering which place is auspicious and which place is inauspicious, which time is auspicious and which time is inauspicious. Through chanting the holy names, through association of my devotees, I want to give these fruits of Krishna Prem. But I only have two hands and I have limitless fruits. So I'm asking my devotees, please assist me. And we see Adoita, and we see Haridas, and Rupa Goswami, he prayed Namo Mahabharanaya Krishna Prema Padayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namani Goldich Vishina Maha. Lord Chaitanya is so merciful. He's giving the highest, the rarest treasure of spiritual realization, Krishna Prema Pradayate. This is the benediction of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Even in this Kali Yuga, which is an ocean of faults, and right now in this pandemic, and with all the lockdowns and the restrictions, and, and people dying and people getting sick, and economically, there's so much suffering throughout the world, and there's so much fear and so much confusion. It's really a dark time. Hare Krishna. <laughs> um, but Krishna's, Krishna's here for us in Kali Yuga. And we should never be discouraged. We should never be despondent. In whatever situation we're in, our real happiness has always been and will always be in taking shelter of Krishna and in giving that shelter to others. Srila Prabhupada, our beloved founder, Acharya, you know, he he brought the love of Brindaban Dham from Brindaban to the world. He traveled around the world so many times giving Krishna Prema, giving people the opportunity to achieve that Krishna Prema. And Param Vijayate Shri Krishna Sankirtanam. It's the greatest of all benedictions. And that benediction is always there for us in every situation. Whatever we've done, whatever we've never done, doesn't matter. If we actually reform ourselves, live by these pious activities of the four regulative principles, and if we really cultivate through association of devotees the spirit of service. We study Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, our Vaishnava literatures, and we take shelter of the holy names. We have everything there. And as a community, when we rise above all of our superficial ideological disputes, for the higher purpose of sharing Prabhupada's mercy with the world, then as we give, Krishna gives us. 
as we try to relieve Lord Chaitanya of his unhappiness by spreading this movement, Lord Chaitanya gives us himself. That is what Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement is. That is what Srila Prabhupada gave us. Um, just a couple days ago, I was listening to a recording of Srila Prabhupada, and he was describing some wonderful pastimes of when he was living in Nasik. Srila Prabhupada resided in Nasik. He visited there several times, and he was describing. Um, and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to Nasik and spread Harinam and Krishna Prema in Nasik. And Nasik was the place that was such a pivotal time for Lord Ramchandra to perform his Leela. Because um, Ravana, he was like a virus too. He was causing so much pain and so much confusion and so much um, suffering. And it was in Nasik that actually the, the pastime, the doors to the pastime of Ram delivering Ravana opened up. So it's, it's so special that um, during this time, I don't really know when I would be able to come there. I've, I'm always planning to come there, but somehow or other it never happens. But during this pandemic, um, I could be in each and every one of your homes with you personally through this virtual internet technology. And I'm so grateful. Thank you so very much. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Thank you so much, Maharaj, for uh, this brilliant class. I was just uh, um, thinking that we were so lost in the pastime that we didn't even you know, realize that actually you are just speaking in front of a camera, but uh, it felt as if you know there is a huge crowd in front of you, uh, like yatras, you know, thousands of devotees in front of you. The the enthusiasm in your voice, the purity, the content, and the and the brilliant uh, parallels you drew with Ramayana. I have never heard the connection of Ramayana and Chaitanya Charitamrit in in such a in such a brilliant manner. In fact, I, I can just share one thing, uh, a very amazing coincidence over here with, uh, you know, what you were mentioning about uh, Srila Haridas Thakur uh, in connection with uh, Nasik. So, uh, you remember uh, uh, when I was serving you I, I, in your room, just like the bookshelf you have behind you. So, in your bookshelf, in your room, in uh, in Radha Gopinath Temple, there is a small deity of uh, Haridas Thakur. Uh, 
I, I always, uh, whenever I would enter your room to do any services, I would offer my respects to that small deity of Haridas Thakur. I, I don't know whether it was made from Siddha Bakul uh, uh, wood or it was neem wood. I don't know, but it was so uh, attractive. And uh, I had never seen deity of Haridas Thakur. Uh, and since that day when you know I, I saw that deity in your room, I always had the desire that you know maybe someday we should have Haridas Thakur's deity also worshipped on a regular basis. So uh, to inform you here in Nasik, uh, on our altar, we have exactly the replica of that same deity which you have in your room in Radha Gopinath Mandir. We have it, you know, welcomed on the altar here. <laughs> and uh, and the inspiration for that, again, you know, I can, I can connect it with you, Maharaj, that uh, I was listening to your Gaur Katha and uh, in which uh, the, the, the intimate uh, love between Advaita Charya and Haridas Thakur you were mentioning, just like you mentioned in today's class. And, uh, and then I was thinking that you graciously named uh, the deities over here as Shishivada Madan Gopal, which are the worshipable deities also of uh, Advaita Charya. And then, uh, so I thought that if Shishirada Madan Gopal, the, the worshipable deities of Advaita Charya are here, so somehow having Haridas Thakur, who is so close to Advaita Charya, will be a wonderful uh, you know, association of these two great souls. Uh, and in, in, in their footsteps and inspired by you, we can, we can worship Shishirada Madan Gopal over here. So uh, uh, this is a couple of years ago. On the day of Ananta Chaturdashi, we welcomed uh, the small deity of Shilaharidas Thakur. And uh, I don't know whether we deserve, but at least, you know, if, if you would uh, desire, you should come to Nasik to have the darshan of that deity of Haridas Thakur here <laughs> on the altar here. So, um, at the end of the program, after everything's done, maybe you can bring the camera to there. Oh, oh. The altar, but the altar's closed because it's late at night. Okay. Yes, Maharaj, we have, we have this photo. That's this, is, this is the same uh, deity of Shilharidas Thakur from the altar. And we have... Namacharya Shilharidas Thakur Ki Jai. Shilharadana Swami Maharaj Ki Jai. Actually, at Govardhan Eco Village, um, somehow or other, by Thakur Haridas and Prabhupada's mercy, a part of the Siddha Bakula tree was given to us. Wow. And, we, wow. and we, plant, we planted, and it's growing very, very beautifully. It's, it's actually the original tree from Puri. Wow. It's a, a, sap, a sapling from that tree. One of the priests from that place gave to us, and we planted and we have a deity and a Bhajan Kutir of Haridas Thakur under that tree. It's just, wow. next, just next to the temple. Amazing, amazing. 
So I, I will I will come to Nasik for Darshan, and all of you can come to Govardhan Eco Village, and we can have nice <laughs> reciprocation. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Hare Krishna. If if I'm remembering correctly, I think the let the the most recent time I was in Nasik was during a Kumbh Mela. Yeah, that was fifteen. Yeah, and it was in the month of August, you know, like last month. Yeah, um, you were here. Yes. <laughs> and I remember you took me to both the the place where the Shivites and the place of the Vaishnavas. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Trimbake, Ashwar Mahadev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Ram Ghat. Ram Ghat. Beautiful. In fact, uh, if you remember the first uh, Brahmachari Yatra uh, of our Radha Gopinath Brahmacharis, uh, it was in Nasik in the year 1999. That time, Paramahansa Prabhu, he was overseeing the preaching, and uh, that time, uh, you know, a few of the brahmacharis, in fact, were, you know, the brahmacharis at our other Gopinath temple. And uh, there was a congregation yatra as well, but after the congregation yatra, then, uh, you know, all the brahmacharis stayed back and we had your wonderful association. So that was the first time, you know, I was visiting Nasik. And then 2003, uh, uh, that was the Kumbh Mela also that year. And uh, that was the second time that I came along with you to Nasik. So, and I remember the beautiful um, installation of the deities. You know, Maharaj, one of the um, very um, inspiring uh, moments uh, during that uh, installation ceremony. This was 2011. Shri Gopal Ji were installed. And uh, remember Bhakti Vidya Purna Maharaj, he was here. Jananimas Prabhu was here. And uh, uh, this was after the installation uh, when uh, all of you were having prasad uh, uh, at one of our congregation devotees' house nearby. And uh, this question was asked uh, that in ISKCON we find that uh, all the Radha Krishna deities, we have so many different names of Krishna. We have Radha Gopinath, Radha Govind, we have, uh, you know, Radha uh, Parthasarthi, like that. So, uh, Krishna has so many different names, but uh, why is it that Radha Rani, she, her name is not changed. She has only that name Radha. And this question was asked like, while you know, all of you were having prasad, so this question was asked uh, by Bhakti Vidya Purna Maharaj. And, uh, and then uh, everyone looked at you and and you spontaneously the answer which you gave in fact later on myself and govind prabhu we were discussing about that that 
such kind of answer can only come by years and years of you know dedicated sincere devotional service uh, you you said that uh, shrimati radharani wants to identify herself only as a servant of krishna uh, the one who is doing the aradhana of krishna so from there the name comes radha so therefore she, because she wants to identify and recognize herself as just being the servant of krishna so therefore she doesn't want her name to be changed to anything else other than being you know the servant of krishna so that was <laughs> that was uh, the highlights for me you know uh, during the installation ceremony that answer which you gave to that question <laughs> it's it sounds even more sweet when you say it <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so very much. And and would anyone like to ask any questions, or would you like to give me a little explanation of what what's happening in Nasik? Yes, Maharaj. We have some questions, uh, but I can uh, begin with uh, what's happening in Nasik. Uh, so you have seen the temple, and uh, you remember where the pandal program was. uh you know arranged so I that do. particular yeah so that piece of land also now uh, we have bought and uh, in fact uh, behind that also uh, we should give all credit to you uh you are the inspiration there is another wonderful coincidence uh, in getting that land so this was uh, around 2013 14 uh the owner of that land he was not so favorable and he was not willing to give us this land although we were uh, requesting him that you know we are ready to pay you whatever price you want but he was not willing to give us this land for some reasons for some odd reasons and uh, it came to a point wherein uh, uh you know he was planning to sell it off to someone else which means that we would not have access to the temple and then uh, you know a future plan of expanding uh, into big halls you know for, as the congregation is growing that won't happen so uh, uh, you know <coughs> and what he had done he had stopped all the access to the temple from his land he had put you know big uh, piles of mud uh, just before janmashtami which was making it all the more difficult for us to celebrate janmashtami for that year so uh, i remember uh, while dressing madan gopal ji we would listen to your lectures and uh, so while dressing madan gopal ji the lecture which you we were listening to you were mentioning about how in nivrindavan when uh, there were all these problems by some gangsters and you know other people outside who were troubling us uh, at that point of time you know uh, cows were brought in and when go seva started in new rindavan then all these problems were resolved so when i heard that so i thought uh, uh, we are having this little problem over here that this you know person is not willing to give us this land and is creating some problems uh, for the access to the temple so why not we get uh, 
you know, a cow over here. We didn't have any cow here in our premises. So at that point of time, uh, I contacted Sanat Kumar Prabhu. Uh, and he said, in fact, he said that, you know, this is so amazing that just before uh, Maharaj left for US, he had this meeting. Sanat Kumar Prabhu had this meeting that, you know, cows at GV, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the population of the cow is increasing over there. So what should we do? And you had suggested that if any of our satellite centers, if they want, then we can, uh, we can give them. And Sanat Kumar Prabhu said that we just had this meeting before Maharaj left for US and you are the first person from one of our satellite centers who, are, who is asking for a cow <laughs> from GV. And, and we got this cow. Uh, he, he was so happy to uh, you know, transport the cow from GV over here. And Maharaj, you won't believe we had this cow, the same you know, Thar Parker breed which we have in GV. And after we got the cow over here and we started worshipping, in just a matter of two weeks, something happened. We got a person who mediated between us and that person was owning this land next to our temple and everything went very smooth and he gave us this land and now it's in our name and uh, the next project which is coming up after this lockdown everything we are set for to build uh, big seminar halls and residential building in fact one residential building where all our devotees live it's called Madhuvan which is already ready you, you saw the Brahmachari ashram so like that a similar building for uh, apartment building for all the grahasthas who want to live next to the temple. One is already built. And the next project is, you know, along with uh, uh, little bigger seminar halls uh, where we can have our lectures. Whenever you come, we'll have uh, your big programs over there. Uh, and this another residential building. So again, uh, getting this land and having this project now coming up on this land, uh, it 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 just connects back to you and that you know point we heard in your lecture about uh, you know Goseva started in New Vrindavan and how problems were resolved at that point of time and uh, we we got this problem resolved because the the Lord has appeared as Madan Gopal <laughs> and Gopal likes to take care of cows that's that's what go that's what the name gopal means yeah. so because you gave him a cow he cleared all the obstacles <laughs> madan madan gopal he bewildered the landowner because <laughs> That's I, can, I, I, I can just say that, uh, you know, uh, so many connections uh, Nasik has, uh, you know, with your inspiration, Maharaj. In fact, uh, the, the original uh, preaching which started in Nasik, I was told you were on your way to Javli Baleshwar, you know, uh, Bhagwan Prabhu's village. And, and I was told that uh, you stopped by Nasik or, or 
Asik was on the way, and and you said that you know we should we should have some center over here. And that time you, uh, uh, Paramans Prabhu, uh, was the one who was given charge, and that's how it all began. You know, from that seed which was sown by you so many years ago, and 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 it's you who are still watering the seed, and uh, we are somehow just reaping the the benefits of all the wonderful vision you had the the inspiration you gave and you have been giving all these years so thank you so much for being such a wonderful inspiration to all of us for so many years i yeah, thank so i thank you shikshastakam prabhu you you've given your heart and your life and Krishna has, Madan Gopal has empowered you with such wonderful creative intelligence and such beautiful abilities for kirtan and preaching and organizing and your whole team there of the brahmacharis and the congregation, um, you know, so much devotion and so much dedication and, and any devotee that, that from anywhere in India or anywhere in the world that comes to Nasik and visits all of you. They're, they're, they, they, have, they have such praise and such appreciation for the experience they have. Please, please know that I'm deeply grateful because such a project is not possible without the blessings and the mercy of Krishna. And that mercy and blessings is coming in reciprocation to all of your surrender and your, and your whatever efforts you're making to cooperate with one another for the higher purpose of, of increase, increasing your own personal sadhana and increasing the, the unity and the spiritual focus of the whole community. And when that's there, naturally everything grows. A united community of devotees is all attractive because Krishna is all attractive. And Krishna manifests himself especially. Yatra Yogesh, what is that verse? Um, Krishna tells um, that wherever my devotees are gathered together in my name, I am, I am present there. So when Krishna's and Krishna's all attractive. So I thank all of you. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. Year after year, you just keep you keep improving and you keep growing. It's, it's, it's it, the Nasik community is one of the places in the world that I'm most pleased and proud of. And I can say that honestly from my heart. Thank you. And that is why when I spoke with Govinda Prabhu, I asked him, please, um, if you want to be merciful to me, connect me with Shikshastakam Prabhu and all the devotees in Nasik. <laughs> We are just speechless, Maharaj. 
you were mentioning about uh, missing you know i would say that in, in our case we are missing you like how fish misses water <laughs> you know, if the fish uh, misses water which means you know the fish will be missed at one point of time <laughs> because water is what you know the fish can survive in so that's how we all miss you just like how fish misses water i that's the way i feel f for you <laughs> maraj just one one question uh, i hope uh, we are not taking too much of your time we have a little more time just 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 one question manage um we have uh, uh, many disciples of his holiness uh, bhakti charu swami maharaj here and uh, and and they were initiated by him uh, uh, last year and uh, just before uh, leaving for the us he stopped by nasik and he met uh, many of his disciples he had a small meeting also with them he was very happy and uh, he had also promised that you know he would be coming back in october so right now also there are many disciples of bhakti charu maharaj who are uh, listening and watching to you and uh, because of this uh, uh, tragic event in which uh, uh, we have all lost him so they were all uh, being such new uh, and fresh disciples of bhakti charu maharaj they were not only confused but shattered and not knowing you know how to understand you know and take this uh, in 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 their uh, devotional life so uh, if you could just uh, in a few words how to take this um whatever you explained is the way i feel in my own heart also um his holiness bhakti charu swami maharaj such a supremely merciful well-wisher in my life always kind always encouraging always exemplifying the highest standards of 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 love for shri the prabhupada and kindness to all beings um he he was my mentor one of one of the dear most of my god brothers friends um and always a well wisher and not only was bhakti charu swami always personally my well wisher but he was always a well wisher for all of our devotees and all of our projects 
he, he transcended all the boundaries of sectarian ideas and thoughts and totally embraced, um, you know, every devotee, like his own friend and child. Um, that was the nature of his love for Srila Prabhupada and for, for all of us. His, his loss is, in, in a spiritual sense, um, a way in which he's manifesting himself even more within our minds and within our hearts. That is the na nature of separation from a Vaishnava. We were discussing Haridas Thakur and Bhaktivinoda Thakur, who wrote the Sharanagati. Um, he wrote a poem that was offered at the Samadhi of Haridas Thakur in Puri. And one stanza of that poem is, he reasons ill who say that Vaishnavas die when thou art living still and sound. Vaishnavas die to live and live to spread the holy name around. So Srila Prabhupada wrote at the closing of all of his letters, your ever well-wisher. And this is something that is a truth forever that all the devotees who take shelter of Srila Prabhupada's society, Srila Prabhupada is our ever well-wisher. And, and his, his intimately dear associate Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada called him. He called him to physically leave this world to enter into the divine pastimes that Srila Prabhupada and Sri Sri Radha Madan Gopal, Radha Madan Mohan. So as our ever well-wisher, if Srila Prabhupada calls Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj personally, which we know absolutely for sure that he did, then we can understand that um, he's not leaving us in emptiness, but rather through our love for Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, through our appreciation for him, through the instructions he's given us through his words and through his exemplary life, um, if we find shelter of that in the pains of separation, with the tears of our separation, then we're actually most united with Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj. Um, the six Goswamis, they especially taught us how to cultivate feelings of separation. He Radhe Brajadeva Chalalite Hinanda Shunokata. And Srila Prabhupada um, 
when Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur departed from this world, Srila Prabhupada, even though he was at that time living in Mumbai and he was in Grihastha Ashram, he took the order of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur as his life and soul. And Srila Prabhupada would tell us, even so many decades after Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur left, you know, Prabhupada came to the West, you know, about 30 years after Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur departed. And Prabhupada said there was never a moment when he was not in the presence of his Guru Maharaj. And Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur spoke a very emphatic teaching that our Srila Prabhupada would repeat. Do not try to see Krishna, but try to serve Krishna in such a way that he's pleased to see you. And we can understand that same spirit with Krishna's representative, our gurus, our spiritual masters. It's not so much... Of course, we're eager to see Krishna. <laughs> but we should be eager to see our gurus and see Krishna. But at the same time, we should know that um, more important is that we serve in such a way that our gurus and Krishna are pleased to see us. And this, this spirit of service and separation is the opportunity for the most intimate connection. And this is a eternal teaching of Lord Chaitanya and all of our acharyas. Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, in the years that he was with us in this world, his Abhai Charan series, all of his translations of Srila Prabhupada's books in Bengali, his own beautiful book that he wrote just recently, his wonderful kirtans, which are recorded, his beautiful katas that are recorded, and the culture of his humility, his compassion, his fearlessness. Um, and Please, you know, one of the examples that Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj gave us was he was only a devotee in our movement for about two years when Srila Prabhupada left. He was only a devotee for a couple of years when Srila Prabhupada left. And he only, uh, he had very intimate time with Prabhupada, a very special service. Um, and in many ways, when you have that intimate service, um, you become even more dependent on the vapu, on the physical presence. But when Srila Prabhupada left, you know, Bhakti, Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, in his separation, more than ever before, he became a leader and spread our movement in such a glorious way and taught you know, countless people how to love Prabhupada by his love for Prabhupada. And it's so much an example that he gave of how to serve Guru in separation. 
and um, and and that is an everlasting way in which we can be in the association of Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj is to emulate and and follow in the footsteps of his service to Srila Prabhupada in separation. And at the same time, Srila Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, he was always so um, emphatic about ISKCON being Srila Prabhupada's body and um, and how we should find shelter in each other within our movement. Um, so Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, through his example, through his teachings, and also through those devotees in, in Prabhupada's movement that we know Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj loved very dearly, um, you know, we can we can so much connect with him in, in all of those ways. Um, Shikshastakam Prabhu, does that address your Yes, yes, yes thank you, thank you so much. Um, this two hours of your association is like a concentrated dose for all of us. We can go on, you know, for uh, I can say that no, no matter how many pandemics come now, these two hour sessions can sustain us. Uh, uh, even though you know we might not be having your Wapu association, but like you very wonderfully quoted that Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, he himself didn't have so much of Wapu association. You know, he he was with Prabhupada only for a couple of years, but then the inspiration which he took after that is something so phenomenal. So, thank you, Maharaj, for giving us these two hours of your valuable time and uh, this brilliant class it's I'm, I'm sure this class is going to go viral uh, the way you, you you drew parallels with Ramayana and Chaitanya Charitamrit and every aspect of what we sadhikas need to uh, look forward to an advancement in our spiritual life especially in this pandemic and especially for us Nasik devotees the way you connected everything was Superb, Maharaj. Thank you so much for your mercy. Hare Krishna. And thank you very, very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. His Holiness Radhanath Swami Maharaj Ki Jai. His Holiness Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj Ki Jai. Anantakoti Vrind Ki Jai. Nidai Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Mancha kalpata rubyas chakripa sindhubya evacha patitanam pavanibyo vaishnavebyo namo namaha.